and we're going to record as we always do so if you don't want to be recorded you've just got to hide your face but otherwise we encourage people to turn your camera on so that we can see you and feel like you're you're in and part of it um doesn't matter if you haven't brushed your teeth all day jimmy roman uh, we just love seeing your face so if you've got camera and your pajamas aren't too leery feel free to turn the camera on my name's Paul. I'm from the Sydney Fellowship, and uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, we're going to uh, start with a gem from one of our sisters on the Central Coast. Now we call them gems, and I, just a little bit of backstory. I don't know whether Joe Hall's on yet, but many, many years ago at a National Young People's Camp up near my place here, near the Blue Mountains at Richmond. I think Joe, it was the Sunday afternoon, last afternoon of the National Youngies Camp, and he just invited people to come up and share little 30-second gems of camp. And uh, it's become a bit of an institution. We've done it at young people's camps ever since, and I think it's spread to Christmas camps and Easter camps. And whenever we gather, we look for opportunities to just share little gems, little snippets that have blessed us from our, our fellowship together. So we're going to hear a few gems. There might be a little bit of long-form gems. Uh, particularly from some of our sisters. Uh, and we've got some um, uh, feedback from a couple of the brothers that shared some workshop um, events at the camp. And a few of you would have noticed we've got Pastor Paul Noble visiting from Adelaide, the magic of Zoom. He's been able to Zoom in 1,500 kilometres away and join us tonight. So we're looking forward to hearing some thoughts from Pastor Paul. Let's go to the lovely Jess McMillan on... Hello, Jess. We've just got to unmute Hello. you. How are you? I'm good. I'm cozy and warm inside, like you said. Really Perfect, nice. isn't it? Wednesday United at home. Yeah. Now, we're going to have a little bit of a chat. I'm going to ask you for a gem. And I understand you've also got a bit of a recent healing testimony. I do, yes. So what do you want to start with? Do you want to share a, a gem first or a, a, the um, miracle? I'll start with the gem just because I feel like it kind of links in a little bit. No worries. Um, two of the talks stuck out to me particularly, resonated with me. Um, one of them I've sort of quoted the, I guess, catchphrase for me to myself a few times now, which is supernatural being or you. Which one are you going to choose to attempt to <laughs> fix your problems, I suppose? And it's incredible how many times we choose ourselves and we don't even realize that. And I've said that to myself, no, Jess, supernatural being, choose the supernatural being. The creator of the universe is perhaps better equipped at, you know, helping you in your situation. If you feel lost, if you feel like you don't know the answer, it's maybe because you're not meant to know it yourself and that there's a purpose for you to be able to turn to God. And just really quickly, that was Pastor Russell from Sunshine Coast, I think. Um, talk so that has really stuck with me um but mitch murphy's talk on worth worthiness um i had to listen to it again because at the time i was just a bit of a mess like oh, this is um got me in the feels i guess at the time so and i think a lot of people around me did it really stuck struck a chord with them um something about that was if you can't accept that you're loved by god it doesn't matter how much love you're shown, you're not going to allow it to fill you up. Mm. And if you you can't allow yourself to be loved, how can you put yourself in the presence of that God? You know, you shouldn't be viewing him as from a place of fear or judgment. He loves you. 
and he wants to care for you. And the reason that sort of struck with me is I have at times, I don't know, felt like maybe I shouldn't ask for a blessing because I should just deal with it. Or maybe this is just my particular burden to carry or almost like I didn't want to bother God. Um, but I realize now listening to that talk is because I, I struggled with feeling like I was worthy for a blessing, worthy to spend time with God. Um, so that, yeah, that talk really meant a lot to me. And, you know, Mitch said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He didn't just love a particular group of people that were perfect and worthy of love. He, he loved the world and he loved you and he wanted you to go to him. So it's definitely worth a listen to that talk, I think. Man, that's awesome. Jess, what a great start to tonight. That's a, that is definitely gem worthy. And uh, a little bit of a plug, uh, if you haven't been able to hear a few gems from people that have come back from young people's camp over the last week and a half, uh, they all the talks, I understand, are available on Spotify this year. So uh, I think, Jess, you mentioned you've already gone back and listened to a few, few thoughts to still really let it sink in and resonate. So if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to a few of the the pieces of ministry from the camp uh it's on spotify now you old folks that don't know what spotify is just go and ask one of the young peoples at church how to get on a spotify and listen to a, a talk from young people's camp does that sound about right jess yeah perfect do it it's worth it now what else has been going on um i've actually been sick this week with a migraine i think <laughs> i think i sort of wore myself out um i only had two little micro naps at camp to recover from the social implosion, which is quite low a number for me. <laughs> um, but I think that just goes to show how excited I was to be there. You could feel the joy. People were just almost hyper with <laughs> how excited they were to, to be around everyone. You feel like you've had to go without it for some time. So I really wanted to get the most of it and I think uh, most out of it. And I think a lot of people felt the same. So it was just buzzing and kind of still recovering <laughs> yeah well it's the first physical gathering of camp for three years two years has it been two online the last couple uh, yeah correct two years uh, everybody was keen to get back together i understand yeah, yeah i can appreciate that now uh you've had a healing yes so i haven't been able to eat gluten for probably my whole life but we didn't really know what it was until i was about 15 I was just a pretty sickly zombie looking person <laughs> in, um, throughout primary school and high school. <clears throat> we um, did a bunch of blood tests and they were always inconclusive and we didn't know what it was. They sort of tried to explain it to me that maybe you can't eat bread. Um, I feel like gluten intolerance wasn't really, really known back then. It wasn't like the buzzword that it is now. Um, so I would just accepted that every time I ate pizza or Easy Mac, I would just be sick. And it makes sense now what it was. Um, but, yeah, I always sort of just looked a bit half dead, brain fog. Even I had skin issues. But the worst thing was just unbearable abdominal pain every time I ate wheat. And it was definitely something that, um, as I said earlier, I just sort of not accepted because I hated it, but thought that I would just live with forever. Maybe it was in the too hard basket for God to deal with or that I shouldn't really complain that much because people have it worse. Mm -hmm. I wasn't celiac like poor Esther, so <laughs> I thought maybe I should just shh. Um, 
But I remember speaking with my dad one morning because he's all, he has trouble sleeping. So if I get up in the night, he's often there in his one spot with his Bible, maybe half asleep, maybe praying, one of the two. And I said, do you do that every morning, dad? One morning, do you read the same thing? Like, what are you, what are you doing essentially? And he said, well, I pray for my family and I pray for you about the same thing every morning. There were three things. And one of them was, I pray that your allergy will go away. And it just struck me that I had a dad that cared for me so much that he would pray for that every day when I wasn't even praying for that for myself. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It may come down to that worthiness thing, but I just thought, you know, I'll deal with it. And he, he was like, no, you, you know, I'm going to talk to God about this for you and he's going to heal you. Mm. And I've had provision in my life in all these other places. One of the other things he prayed for me for was for a good job. And I've had huge blessing in leaving a horrible job with no safety net and being given a beautiful job. And I really saw the Lord's hand in that. So he said, why, why not elsewhere? Um, and he said, I truly believe that you are healed and you just need to take that step of faith. And so I sort of took that on board. Um, and then I went to a South Coast camp early this year and just casually mentioned that to some youngies, including, including Chloe and Amanda Titus, who immediately got up and said, oh, well, you're healed then. Like, you, you know, here you go. And like, is <laughs> aeroplaning some pasta in my mouth, essentially. Um, you know, she, she had no, none of the doubt or the fear that I had. Mm. Um, so I ate a little bit of pasta, but it wasn't really a step of faith because as I wasn't celiac, a Tim Tam's worth of wheat wasn't going to make me sick. Um, so I wasn't really um, claiming the victory, I suppose. But a month or two later at a prayer and fast, I decided that I was going to pray and fast for a healing from my allergy. And then Frank Chidiak's talk was about healing and about not getting in your own head and trying to dissect why a healing won't work or why there might be problems or why it's not logical because it's not logical. Mm. All of a sudden, just not have an allergy you've been born with. So I sort of took that as my cue to step out in and take the bite out of the bread roll (laughs) (laughs) and filled my plate up with pasta. I was very nervous, but I did it and I didn't experience any reaction. Wow. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. So you've had, you've had your dad, you've had Chloe, you've had Frankie's talk all pushing you, nudging you to just claim it. And then at a prayer and fast. Yeah. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's awesome, Jess. I'm I'm sure, and I know there's plenty of people out there that have had either food allergy healings and plenty other that have have that to over or they're in the process of overcoming. So I'm sure that's really encouraging to hear. And I you're absolutely right. What you shared as a gem is certainly related to that, isn't it? It's understanding that we are loved and maybe not of ourselves are we worthy, but because he loves us then he's made us worthy to accept all the promises. So that's wonderful, Jess. Great start to tonight. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that's Jess. Uh, If you don't know Jess, she's uh, on the Central Coast, and I'm sure Jess and all of the Coasties would love a visit. And it's a little bit warmer than Wagga and Canberra and Goulburn. So if you need an escape, uh, head towards the Central Coast. You'll get to a big city called Sydney. 
and just stay there. It's even better than the Central Coast. Uh, we're now going to go to one of my favourite humans, a fellow Sydney cider, the wonderful and very handsome Ben Chidiak. Hello, Benjamin. Hey, Paulie. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you doing? Good. I'm very good. Now, brother, you're going to share a few highlight snippets from the workshop that you ran at National Young People's Camp. I sure am, my good friend. Over to um, you. Also, man. Paulie, I just like to point out you're looking mighty sharp tonight. Thank you. I had um, to dress up for. I knew. Yeah, Pastor not going to lie, it took me by surprise a bit, but it's good. I love it. Pastor Paul, I'll ask for your opinion on my combination later. Thanks for noticing, Ben. Over to you. All right. Um, yeah. So this year, um, a couple of the senior people who run camp took a couple of the younger fellas under their wings and gave us the opportunity uh, for better or worse to help run the workshops. And so Dan Frost, Frost Frosty was my mentor, my sensei. Um, and apart from bringing him drinks, every time he asked me to, uh, I helped run this workshop with him and we kind of decided on the topic of growing up in the Lord, because it was kind of something that the majority of people at camp had experienced and not necessarily something that we speak, like speak about a lot regularly. Um, so we looked at the, the realities growing up in the Lord and what it meant uh, in terms of the struggles. And um, we had like some really good discussions where people kind of just broke off and got to chat about as in growing up as a kid, what was it that we found difficult? And there was, you know, a huge range of things from just like the assumed knowledge that people expect us to have to watching friends leave the fellowship or, getting advice from people that hadn't necessarily grown up in the Lord and telling you how you should be living your life, which some people struggle with as well. We kicked off the workshop um, with a verse in Romans, and I thought it'd be worth reading out because, I mean, Romans 8 is a banger of a, a chapter anyway. Um, so, yeah, if we start in verse 28, this is not going to be a talk, but um, it says, and we know all things work together for good for them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And then in verse 30, if we jump down, it says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. And so we kind of highlighted um, that idea that, yes, it's a process from predestination to being called, to being justified, to being glorified, but it's not a linear process. And there's a lot of times that as we grow to try and become adults, we you know, walking in the glory of the Lord and we stumble and we mess up, but there's that that net, uh, that safety net of being justified that we can rely on to then use to bring us back up to that state of glorification. And so there's no real reason to feel like we're an imposter because um, God kind of makes up the difference. And we looked at that in stories like Moses and Jeremiah where, you know, these people felt really ill-equipped to be what they were called to be. Um, but the Lord made something wonderful out of that. And there was a, the idea of spiritual maturity was something that we spoke about a lot and what it means to be a disciple. And the word discipline is kind of in that word disciple. And so doing the hard things is, you know, part of growing up in the Lord and part of becoming who you're meant to be. Um, and there's a shift from obligation to desire and independence as well, which we touched on. And then finally, once you kind of feel within yourself that there's like this, Real in uh, not an obligation, but a desire to be independently walking in the Lord, then the ownership of the church becomes part of who you are and your identity um, becomes part of filling the needs that you see 
uh, in the lives of the people around you and as the church as a whole. So really, in sum, I think when it comes to growing up in the Lord and, and adulting, um, we kind of concluded that God has specifically called you. It's not just a coincidence that you were born into the church. Like There's a reason why you are the one that was born into the church. And so it's kind of our duty to find our purpose, and our purpose doesn't always have a title associated with it. Uh, and ultimately, I think, you know, we're a work in progress. Adults act like kids a lot of the time, but what defines an adult is those people who recognise what they've done wrong, where they can improve, and then they make a real conscientious effort to make that change. And lastly, I think um, growing up in the Lord is really different to growing up in the church. And uh, I think that distinction hasn't really been made as much as it could be. And so that was kind of like the main final point that we wanted people to take away. Um, so that's about it, really. A bit of a whirlwind. You kind of just got an hour and a half in about five minutes. So hopefully that made sense. But um, yeah, I think I'll just throw you back to the love of my life, Paulie. Thank you, Ben. That was great. It sounded like a really good workshop. And uh, the great thing about the workshops, those that haven't been to the camps, um, it is interactive. So Ben, and I think he might have been were you with uh, Frosty, you said, so they've yeah. been asking questions and generating conversation, people able to share, which is um, a great way to sort of think through these really important issues. Benny, I, um, I didn't prep you for this, but have you got a, a 30 second gem from the camp yourself? Ooh, um, I'm going to be honest. I think I, I, like, I don't have a favourite anything and I say that all the time. And so I, I don't have a gem, but something that really stood out to me was Jess's testimony, to be honest, because there were a few people at camp that I'd grown up with. And then they kind of had a similar experience to me where they didn't have any major healings or huge things that happened in their life. But recently a couple of them have had these big things and to see them like experience that process and, and watch the Lord work um, in really clearly and fairly quick, miraculous ways was super encouraging. So that's probably my gem. Amen. Thanks, Ben. That's great. All right, moving on. Uh, we've got, I'm going to go to another couple of sisters for some gems. Uh, and both of these ladies, it's a, a brave thing, them speaking in front of so many people. We're not going to make a big deal about it. Don't look them in the eye uh, while they're sharing the gem. Uh, if you want to turn your camera off for them, that would be appreciated. Uh, but we're going to go to this little pocket of Sydney. It's a bit of an enclave called Glenhaven uh, to see my friend, my little sister, Chandler Serrett. Hello, Chandler. Hi, Paul. How, How are, you? are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, you and Jess have got the same green jumper on. So it's a bit I know. The, we the coordinated. Gem, the Gemerald Green. Mm -hmm. See what I did there? I love it. All right. Now, Chandler, you've been to a few young people's camps now. What's yes. your gem from 2022? Well, um, my gem, um, I mean, people have asked me and I always just say kind of like Ben, like I don't really have a favourite part. Um, I just sort of, I loved all of it, but I have been thinking about it since you asked me a few days ago what was my gem. So I did reflect on, um, you know, the camp. Um, and I really think, you know, other than seeing everybody because we've been you know, kind of away from each other for the past two years. That was, you know, kind of amazing to, to get back and catch up with old friends and, you know, really see how everybody's doing. Um, 
I mean, I think one of my gems was on the first night, Ben Lee gave a talk um, and it was really about, there wasn't a title to it, um, but, you know, it was kind of about the, the love of God. So, um, and it really, I think, set the camp up, or at least for me in terms of, you know, what did I want to get out of this camp and what did I want to bring to this camp? Um, just kind of summarising what he went through, and it is on Spotify, I would recommend, um, you know, going back and having a listen to it. But he said, um, you know, kind of started on the definition of love in today's society is, you know, sort of corrupted. Love is love, but what is the true love of God and how do we actually feel this and express this? And, um, yeah, he sort of went through 1 John, um, and I'll read a verse from it because I do have it up. So um, it says, do not marvel, my breath." Brethren, if the world hates you, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So, you know, it sort of went on to this point of love um, and the true love of God is service to our, our brothers and sisters and you know to declare love verbally really means nothing you know we it says in the scriptures that love needs to be indeed and in truth and that you know to express love we need to serve each other and there are a few other scriptures I'll just mention that he went through was Matthew 25 35 and also um, 1 Corinthians 12 um, sort of looking at the body of Christ and you know uplifting each other um, just as, you know, when we uplift each other, we also uplift Jesus and do um, his will. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the summary of the talk. But I think for me, the gem from that was that, you know, it sort of set up the camp for me to be like, how can I serve my brothers and sisters? How can I, you know, um, serve them? Not what I can get out of this camp. How can I serve others? Um, and, you know, it was... Um, it was a good camp. It was a little bit sort of stressful at times, not being sort of um, used to socialising with so many people, but it was good to kind of have that in my mind in terms of, you know, like, you know, how do we, how do we express this love? Um, how do we serve each other? And one point that I will mention um, that Ben Lee just said at the end of the talk was, you know, any chorus um, that we have, if you go through, you can replace the word love with service, um, mm. you know, just sort of kind of it's a practical right, cool. way to think of, you know, how can we really practice this in our everyday life? So, yeah, that's my gem. Praise the Lord. That's awesome, Chandler. I'm proud of you. That was a great gem. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I know it's a bit of a uh, National Young People's Camp debrief for everybody, and most of us weren't there, but hopefully we're all getting a bit of a, a flavour of just the, the joy that it was for those that were able to get there and can be blessed by the blessings that they had at camp. And uh, I know there was a few senior citizens that snuck into camp, so maybe if you play your cards right, you may be able to sneak into one of the young people's camps. But Either way, the ministry is available for everybody to listen to. And I think Sam has uh, provided the link in the chat function. So if you haven't um, spotted it yet, you can find it there. Go listen to the talks and find your own gems out of the ministry. We're going to go back up to the Central Coast now. Um, so let's go to Cindy Frost. 
Hello, Cindy. Hi. Now, Cindy definitely loves the limelight, don't you? You love being up in lights and having oh. everybody look at you. So I'm asking people just to turn their camera off. <laughs> or you can give this gem with your eyes closed, whatever you like. I'm, I'm very brave. <laughs> Um, now, seeing you and Dan have been a big part, along with Pastor Pete and Katie over the years, but you and Dan have taken a lead role in putting on the camps for, it must be a decade at least now. Almost. Not more. Um, uh, so um, I know I'm very grateful to you and, and Dan for all the work that you've done and pulling them together. Uh, but you keep rocking up one, I think picking up on Chandler's gem. It's a big act of service, but I know you get a lot out of it for yourself too, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a pleasure and a, it's a privilege. It's, I feel really uh, blessed to be involved. I'm really grateful to be involved. I love it. Yeah, yeah praise the Lord. What was your gem? Um, my gem, I probably interpreted this in my own way since I've left camp, but I really enjoyed a, a, a talk that Izzy Riggs gave. Um, it was a short talk in one of the workshops and I shared this with our local fellowship on Sunday, but he just was talking about recognising, um, he, I've lost my words, um, he likened the ocean to the world and the safety of the shore to the church and to God and Jesus and he said that the ocean is always going to be there and we need to learn, well, this is my interpretation, we need to learn to live on the beach. Mm. And um, and he just was saying if you, you need to recognise if you find yourself in a rip going out into the ocean. And he talked about lots of ways that you can recognise it and then how to get help. And I just really resonated with the fact that one of the things that he said was, you know, put your hand up, there's always a lifeguard and mm. the lifeguard can help you get back to shore and then one thing that I just keep remembering is once you've been brought back to the safety of the shore don't keep putting yourself in don't go back into the rip mm. you know like learn the lesson keep your relationship with the lifeguard because the lifeguard can keep, teach you great lessons and yeah I just I really loved it it was a real visual thing for me and mm. yeah I loved it. Great, Jim. Sounds like uh, Izzy had some good wisdom there. So thanks, Cindy. It was reminding me of that scripture in Romans 5 that talks about tribulation work with patience, patience, experience, and experience, hope. And, um, yeah, we don't like to repeat the same mistakes, but we do that from time to time. But hopefully we learn the lessons and realise that the answer always to the rips of life is Jesus Christ. So that's sure. a great one. Thank you, Cindy. All right. We're going to now just uh, play one of the items that was uh, at camp, I think, uh, and just a few of the pictures from the camp. So, again, just a bit of a visual for people. So, enjoy. And then we're going to hear from Pastor Paul.
Wow, that was great. Looked uh, action-packed, and I love the no longer spirit fingers, a little bit of jazz fingers for that one. That was clearly not, well, it might have been, but I don't think it was an item um, that it was played to. That might have been just uh, some of Ben Chidiak's favourite tunes from home uh, with some of the picks from National Young People's Camp. You can see it was good fun uh, and nice bit of uh, trumpet there too to accompany those pictures, supplied by Pastor Pete Moore and his photography genius. Anyway, we're going to go over to Adelaide now um, and hear from Pastor Paul Noble. How are you, Pastor Paul? Hi, Paul. Um, good, thank you. Uh, glad to be able to come and join you all here tonight. I've heard plenty about this uh, session and uh, also heard plenty about uh, the uh, the Youngies camp that's just happened with happy young people coming back here uh, from it. Um, You'll have to sneak to the next one. Sorry? You'll have to be there 2023, Pastor Paul. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Not inviting you, but I reckon you can rock up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at the pictures, uh, I think there's a lot of us here would like to be young again. Um, my, I look a bit foggy on here anyway. 
That's, um, um, that's a bit of a touch-up that we've done for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, but thank you. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll maybe, uh, jump off and let you speak now. Sorry, Pastor. Maybe you can um, help me with my dress sense as well. Um, we can have a bit of a chat about that afterwards. Um, yeah, just a few thoughts to share as I was asked to tonight. Um, the um, the theme of the, the Youngies camp, I understand, was about uh, connection. And um, I'm sure there's been many spin-offs of that during the camp. And I, I just wanted to um, perhaps uh, share a little bit of a thought, uh, perhaps in that direction of being connected to the people who we're not connected to yet. And um, I was just thinking a little bit about uh, a term that we use. Um, and I maybe like to define it a bit more carefully. And the, the term is outreach. And I'm not sure if we always define it the way that the Bible does. And um, I was thinking that just talking around at times to, to people and about their, um, their general a conversation with others who are unsaved and sometimes uh, the thought can be that well um, they def might define it by going outreaching or not going outreaching you know that some sort of uh, excited about that idea and others perhaps are quite nervous about that idea and um, when we look in the scriptures and maybe you might like to just turn to John chapter 2 um, I just want to pluck a verse, um, two verses out of here, in verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. So they got an invite. They lived life as we do. In John chapter 4, we find Jesus um, at the well and um, we read um, where in verse 5 he comes to Samaria. Verse 6, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well about the ninth hour, oh, sorry, the sixth hour, and he strikes up a conversation. So there's two occasions here, the wedding, where we know he uh, performed a, a miracle to send a message to people. And here, by a well, he strikes up a conversation with a woman that he, she ends up hearing about the Holy Ghost and what the Lord can do. We see other occasions where uh, he was invited into Jairus's house because of a death, um, well, an almost death and then a death. And um, so he went there. He was invited into Martha's house, into Peter's house, into the Pharisee's house. Uh, and in the Pharisee's house, another woman found he was there and came and really opened up her heart um, in appreciation for what she saw in Jesus. So if we can sort of on the one hand, think about Jesus on the Mount of Olives 
and obviously able to speak to the whosoever, wheresoever, there was also this very personal side of Jesus. And um, it didn't sort of need to wait for other occasions. And maybe I, just a point I, I'd like to make out of this is that, you know, it can be uh, that, and I'm not saying anybody here necessarily is doing this, but uh, it's quite possible that we could think we've got an outreach organised and that's where I'll witness. Or we've got an outreach organised and I'm not going to go. And, and it can maybe define our thinking a little um, and maybe we can not focus quite as much on the everyday circumstance which is a constant outreach. And, and often the circumstances we're in are the very moment that God wants us to speak. He's not asking for it to be delayed to some other time. He's, he's set it up right there and then that that person in need, having a coffee with you or whatever, right then, you know, last night they found out how sick they were. Yesterday, the trouble in their family came to a head. Tomorrow, there's an event they're worried about. And right now, as they stand with you for five minutes, if we can stop for five minutes and talk, and that might be all we have to do, then at the end of the day, we rest our head on our bed and say, I am serving the Lord, the Great Commission. That's what I've been called to do is to go out and preach the gospel. And, and so I think instead of making it, sometimes we can make it look a little hard, that we just say, here am I, Lord. Here am I. I'm here. Send me. Open my mouth just in this moment. And so I don't think the Lord wants us to stop us living life, having fun. You know, it might be on that safe beach that we were just hearing about, where uh, all of a sudden somebody walks along and we find ourselves in conversation and who knows where it goes. Um, I was walking along where I walk to a park here. And there was a man uh, there just sweeping the, the gutter and I was thinking about some of these things and I just said hello to him and tried to say, just to make a comment as he was sweeping there. I don't know if I was trying to make a bit of a joke or something. And um, he, uh, he stopped, he, he, he chatted with me. Turns out he was a, um, a bouncer and a truck driver and uh, he'd invested in this house. And as we got talking, he asked me what my job was. So I told him and he said, oh, people like you, he said, I normally have one question. What if it's not real? And um, well, what if it's not true? And I said, yeah, I've got a comeback question on that. He said, what's that? I said, what if it is? So we began to chat. And as we talked, he said um, um, that normally as a bouncer, he would only give, give people 30 seconds to find out if they were intelligent or not. And um, I didn't want to be proven to be intelligent or not, but just that I had something worth saying. And uh, after a while, he said, my wife will never believe that I've spent more than, an hour, more than a minute and a half talking to somebody about God. So I invited him round and he said, 
keep trying me. He gave me his number. He said, don't give up on, on me. He said, I'm not going to be converted, but I'll come around. And, and I walked on to the rest of my walk. And just, um, I may not, I'll just quickly turn to the other scripture I wanted to bring up. Luke chapter 22. Um, and Jesus, uh, just before he's crucified, he says to the disciples there in verse 35, he said unto them, when I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lacked you anything? And they said, nothing. Then said he to them, but now he that has a purse, let him take it. Likewise, his scrip or his food bag. And he, he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Now, they were about to head into some trouble. Jesus was going to be crucified. He said, you better look after yourselves. But he said, when you went out and preached the gospel, he said, did you lack for anything? Nothing. And, and when sometimes it looks like it might take five minutes or a half an hour out of our working day, do we need to worry? You know, the disciples said, we lack for nothing. The Lord filled the gap. And so if we consider these things, then we will find opportunity. It will it, it, present itself very easily. We don't have to make it look hard. You know, we have a sister here, um, Ivana, whose mother actually came to the Lord through the Sydney, Sydney rally back uh, many years ago now. And Ivana was just a young, very young child then. And, um, yeah, during COVID, she was going to the gym with a few other sisters. And eventually uh, one of the guys there, I think he had a bit of interest in her, but she handled it carefully and he's come to the Lord. Going to the gym, it was an outreach. Um, you, we just don't know what we'll present. He's paying her back now, he's going to marry her. So uh, that's a nice story. Now, there are many others. I'm sure we've all got our stories along this line. Um, but uh, let's see outreach that way and connect to those we haven't connected with. I think that the difference between a stranger and a friend is sometimes one conversation. I better leave it before they pull the plug on me. <laughs> that was great. Thank you, Pastor Paul. Really, really encouraging. Um, and yeah, as you were stepping through those scriptures, I was thinking, you know, if we're to preach the gospel, the gospel is the good news. And what is that good news for us? Well, it's that we are living the gospel, aren't we? We're, we're walking, talking gospel if we've let Jesus transform us. And I was thinking about Jess's gem and, and Chandler's gem about that transformation in service and in trusting him and believing the, the love that he has for us. We love him because he first loved us. So when you think about it in those terms, it's very easy. You don't, we think about the doing the work of an evangelist and a lot of us don't think of ourselves as evangelical, but what we are is walking, talking epistles of the gospel. So put it in those terms and it, it gets really easy, I reckon. Um, so praise the Lord. Great testimony with the, uh, the bouncer there, Pastor Paul. All right, we're going to go... Uh, up to Newcastle now. She um, sent me a message saying, oh, please, don't, don't, if you're running out of time, um, feel free to skip me. But I'm really keen to hear my beautiful sister-in-law, Haley's uh, gem. 
She's also running the whole back end of Wednesday United. We don't get Haley sort of front of house, but let's just give Haley just a little spirit fingers appreciation for making Wednesday United happen every month. Thanks, Hales. It's not without lots of help. Um, sorry, just gonna. We've got people in the hall here, and uh, can you still hear me? Can yeah. Everybody at the hall, be quiet for Haley. Okay. No um, yeah. So my um, my gem from NYC was um, all like lots of things very similar to the other, the others, but it was really good to just see people that we haven't seen for quite a few years and that due to COVID and all the rest. And just to see people who I know have had a really rough couple of years be there and still just so stoked to just not talk about that, but just get the most out of camp. Um, and I feel like everyone was there because they like wanted to be like there was no like I never came across anyone that was like just kind of eh, you know like everyone wanted to be there and get the most out of camp and I think that that's contagious so and even the people who it was their first camp and stuff you know the first couple of days or the first day and a bit was quite nerve-wracking but then by the end of it they just loved it and we had quite a lot of new people um there a lot of youngies that were new and they just absolutely loved it and it was just good to see that like I mean, I love it because I've grown up in this family. They're all my friends. And, and then like, it's just, I've loved it for years, but it was so good to see people who have never been before, who aren't, haven't grown up in the fellowship, still feel the same things that I do still feel that connection with everyone and just still have an awesome time. And um, just one of the points that stood out to me uh, was a talk that Nick Bell gave. Um, and it was just a back to basics um, talk and he kind of went from Genesis and right through but one point he made was about um, like people in the world they have an expectation to spend eternity with God yet in this life they don't even spend five minutes with him yeah. and it just made me think oh like that's so that's so true and I was like I'm gonna park that one and I reckon when I'm doing the incidental witnessing whether it's at the gym probably not the gym at the moment um or somewhere I was like I think that'll be it's just a good one it's so true that like everyone you talk to just has this expectation they go in heaven but no one you know going to church these days is quite rare and so yeah I just really enjoyed that and yeah I think if everyone can um keep an eye out for when we do the one next year and if you can come I definitely recommend it and they're always good to spend time with the saints so yeah, yeah. amen Hales. that's great thank you for sharing praise the lord uh, you can hide again now Haley. um all right we're coming close to the end we've got one more um shareable from jimmy we're going to go to jimmy in a sec uh, a little shout out those um that are looking around on the gallery i just wanted to shout out to the newest member of wednesday united Murphy Gibson, who has stolen my heart, and she's in Belmore sitting on her mum's lap with her big papa Brad there. There she is. Isn't she gorgeous? Uh, we should spotlight Murphy very quickly. Look at her. Oh, amazing. I'd hop on Wednesday United just to see babies, I reckon. Hello, Murphy. All right. Thanks, Jam. Lovely to see you guys. Jimmy Roman is going to share uh, another quick, brief um, synopsis of the workshop that you're involved in. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, how are you? Good, it's good to see the good to see little baby Murphy. That was cool. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I'll just crack straight into it, I guess. Uh, there's plenty of stuff to chat about, but I'm not even going to look at notes because, you know, when you do a workshop three times, it's kind of stuck in your head. Um, but I had the privilege of doing my workshop with, uh, I mean, Ben was talking about senseis, but he's the real, the master, um, Pastor Peter Moore. He's great. Um, and he was kind of showing me the ropes on how to do a workshop at NYC. Um, and so we tackled together this theme of um, understanding the why. Um, and it was very, yeah, it was very, I think, apt for the youngies going there um, that could really relate to this. Um, just like Ben's workshop, Ben and Dan's workshop, growing up in the Lord, like this was a very relatable topic, hopefully. And I've had a lot of messages since about the worksheets we went through and the notes of it. Um, and obviously you can hear it on Spotify, but um, so we started like um, Pastor Pete kind of prefaced it with, um, you know, looking at the motivation and like once you know your motivation, once we know why and what we believe, we're actually more driven to do it. Um, he gave a couple of examples just in a work sense um, as well there, but it was just really good just being like, well, once we know why, that's why we'll do something and that's why we'll stick to it. Um, and so then we, he kind of threw it to me and I um, kind of fielded all these questions from the crowd. Um, so we had a lot of questions and they were into three different categories. So we had normal why questions. So like, why is there suffering in the world? Um, why did good things happen to bad people? A lot of questions. Um, and then we had why do we, which was the most, um, most amount of questions. And it's like, why do we actually, like, why do we believe speaking in tongues is, you know, um, the sign of receiving the Holy Spirit and that's necessary for salvation. Why do we believe that? Things like that. Why do we pray? Um, and then there was why don't we? So um, these can be kind of seen a little bit more sometimes as like the rules and stuff. But, you know, why don't we, you know, drink alcohol? Why do we make that decision as a church not to drink alcohol? Um, smoking, for example, things like that. A lot of kind of, you could say, controversial issues Um a lot of questions that are very um, topical these days. Um, and so any kind of question wasn't, you know, was relevant. Um, we kind of put them on the board. It was really good. I think you saw a photo, a couple of photos up there of the person notes. Pastor Pete loves those. And we just put them all up there on the board. Um, and then I went through some key scriptures and points. Um, but the main thing I was kind of challenging people, I was really trying to challenge people. And it was, all right, like the two challenges of them is, we've got to ask ourselves um, two questions first. And that was kind of like, what is the spirit leading me to do um, with all these questions, um, these common why questions. Um, and then the second, the second one was what does God's word actually say on this topic? And so when you're spirit led, when you've got the word of God, it's a recipe for success. I mean, essentially it's just praying and reading really, but um, I expanded on it a lot. Um, Romans, we actually started ours in Romans as well. Like Ben did um, Romans 12 too. I actually just read it. Um, I think it's a cracker scripture. Let me just turn there. Um, try not to keep it like a talk, but it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So firstly, it's kind of saying, look, like you can't even prove anything with your carnal mind because it's actually about having the spiritual mind on um, and proving what, what's God's will. And that was another aspect, like, you know, what are we actually proving? Are we just naturally thinking 
and coming up with all these questions and all these kind of red herring questions we can come up with in our carnal minds, but are we looking to God's will? Um, so there, there's that humility and meekness that comes in there. Um, and then, yeah, we went to a case study. Um, oh, actually, just before that, I mentioned that we talked about three Ps that Pastor Michael Nagy actually talked about at Leadership Camp in Adelaide, um, which were good for using the word of God. And I think, you know, prescription is like, so the first P was prescription, which was like, you know, you shall and you shall not, um, what it actually says from the Bible. Um, and the second P was like, if you can't work it out from that, um, obviously with some prayer, then you try and do like um, the next P, which is, which is principle. Um, so is it a godly principle? Um, and so a lot of, there's a lot of themes in the Bible and um, with prayer, obviously, can you come to a decision? Um, is it a godly principle? Um, an example is like smoking, like, you know, um, the testimony of others in the church. Like it's pretty, pretty paramount, you know, like, you know, was it also the scriptures about like being the, the temple of the Holy Ghost. So maybe from that we shouldn't smoke. Um, again, people have to make their own call with that um, and really work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, and then lastly, it was practice. Like is the fruit good or bad from the situation? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Um, and that is really just seeking a revelation, like it says in James 1.5, godly wisdom or, or sometimes we need peace on a topic in Philippians 4, 7, uh, 6 to 7. And there's plenty of scriptures there. Um, plenty of scriptures. My favorite scripture is Isaiah 55, um, 8 to 9, about God's way being higher than ours. Anyway, we then went to a case study, which was about alcohol um, and why we don't. We've made a, like a fellowship decision on why don't we drink alcohol. Um, and Pastor Pete made these great worksheets that are kind of everyone wants to oh, get a hold of. Um, but in the right bottom corner of all these worksheets, there was eight different ones and it used a lot of, it's like a little comprehension worksheet um, and they had scriptures. Um, and at the bottom, it said like, do you think like, do you think God wants us to drink? Yes or no. And people had to make that call. And everyone from every worksheet in the three groups. So that's what 24, 24 groups, eight worksheets um, in worksheets in three groups, like said, no. Um, and there was, there was some really cool ones there. You have to chat to Pastor Pete about that. But there was even a worksheet on like kings and priests and relating that to drinking um, and how we're kings and priests. Um, and then we related it back to the rule answer. Um, and the answer for, um, we kind of kept it last just to give that effect. Pastor Pete kind of ran through this section. And it was really good. Um, he used a lot of personal um, examples. I think he even said like he in Adelaide, he had a, big decision to make and a pastor said the best thing he could have said to him at the time it was like well you've got the holy spirit you make the call um and when you're built up in the holy spirit the spirit will lead you and yeah he he made a a, a great call uh, because he was built up in the spirit and he just knew that something wasn't the right thing to do um and he went about it um his own what in obviously god's way um not his own way um and yeah, but he related that back to the answer. Um, so understanding the why was um, all about understanding the who. It's all about the who. So once we know why, um, because of who and who is Jesus Christ. And um, so I'll just finish with this scripture. Um, a lot of stuff to take in. I kind of went through it pretty quickly, but like a little three hours probably of workshop in five minutes. Um, 
we try to get it down to an hour when we're actually at the camp. But yeah, Galatians 2.20, it said, I, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life with which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So he was using that example, Pastor Pete, but, you know, Jesus Christ loved us. You know, if we're in, in love with God, if we love God, we'll do things for us and we'll make those sacrifices and rules. It's not about the rules. It's about our relationship and or it's all about our relationship with um, with God. So I think a lot of, it generated a lot of, a lot of questions and discussion um and yeah it was really good well hopefully hopefully um it's good to Sounds get like it was, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah praise the lord that's great brother thank you for sharing uh well that is our hour it goes pretty quick and again uh thank you for indulging me i didn't get to go to young people's camp i'm i'm getting a bit long in the tooth but i was really keen to hear the gems and some of the the feedback and and what, what they were hearing and seeing and doing. So I'm sure you all got a bit of a blessing about hearing that. And again, a little plug, hop on Spotify and and have a listen for yourselves um, to some of the talks by the, the young brothers that were sharing with with their, their fellowship, our fellowship up at the Sunshine Coast. We're going to have uh, the next Wednesday United on the 20th of July. So put that in your calendar. Uh, it's great to see everybody um, up and down the coast, inland. I can see some ex-East Coasters from Perth. Uh, I can see um, Jody over in Dubai. I can see all sorts. So it's, it's awesome when we're together. Uh, we're going to close in prayer. And I thought we might go up to, there he is up in Coffs Harbour, Pastor Lyle and Ingrid. Lovely to see those two. He's got a deep, resonant voice. I always like uh, Pastor Lyle's voice. Now, Lyle, do you have Spotify? Do you have a mute button? All right. I, I think uh, the mute button might have um, tricked Pastor Lyle. So that's probably an indication of how Spotify might be gazumping him as well. I'll give you another few seconds. How are you going there, Pastor Lyle? While he's figuring out how to unmute himself, if you've got a prayer need. There you go. He's check it in the chat. Hello. Hello, Ingrid. Help Hello. me out, Ingrid. I blame my wife. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Pastor Lyle, would you um would you be so kind as to close in prayer? There's a few prayer needs that have been put in the chat. Um, there's a few others that we know of around the state, up and down the coast, um, that we've been praying for. We've been sharing. They're they're on the the revival grapevine. The Lord knows. Um, but yeah, if you could just pray a blessing for us all, that'd be great. Thanks, Pastor Lyle. Thanks, Paul. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, gracious Heavenly Father. We do thank you for the one who we do know, Jesus Christ. He has transformed our lives. He has changed us. Lord, he is making us more like himself. Father, as we reflect, and Lord, this night we've heard about the gems, and truly Jesus is the gem in our life, the most valuable thing. We've heard this night of various prayer needs. Obviously, some are more serious than others, and some are ongoing. But, Lord, we know you have 
the perfect answer. We know that you can do all things. You're well able, no matter what the situation. You're able to work a work, a miracle, a sign, whatever is required. Father, we simply uh, trust you. We look to you. And Father, we know that you will do what is required. Father, we do thank you for the things we've heard tonight. Lord, particularly about the simplicity that we can go out just being ourselves, being real people. Father, just striking up those uh, simple conversations because there is so much need out there. Lord, and we are the ones who have the answers to life. You've given them to us by your spirit. And Father, once again, that is the gem in our lives. And Father, we need to polish that gem. We need to shine forth to mankind who is in so much need out there. Lord, we do thank you and praise you for all that we've heard, all we've seen tonight, the wonderful testimonies. Lord, uh, the wonderful testimony of our life. For surely, Lord, as we go out, we are the church. We take the church out. The church is not the building, but it is in us, Lord. And we thank you for your uh, grace in that matter. Lord, we do thank you and praise you in Jesus' name tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Lyle. Well said. Hallelujah. Well, that's it for another Wednesday United. Um, stay well. God bless. And see you in a month on 